0: Welcome to this edition of Head to Head. I'm your host, Cam McKinney, and this is episode number 244 of the podcast, and on this episode, I'm talking about the fact that Red Sox fans are mad about their baseball team. The Red Sox are having the most brutal of off-seasons. They've lost their star shortstop, Xander Bogarts, and have lost out on numerous players they claimed they were in on, and fans are letting them have it. During Red Sox Winter Weekend, an event held by the team, they were being constantly booed. And most of that has to do with the team's unwillingness to spend big money on their own players or even go outside and get big time free agents. My frustration with the team isn't just because they are unwilling to spend. It's the fact that the Boston Red Sox are in this weird in-between of trying to compete and rebuilding all at the same time. All of their signings this offseason are for older players. Kenley Jans and Corey Kluber, Chris Martin, and Justin Turner are all in their late 30s. They are not going to be members of the Boston Red Sox in the next two to three years. If you are not a team that is going to win a World Series immediately, there's no need to have those type of players. I'm not saying that Justin Turner is going to be bad with the Red Sox next season. I even think Kenley Jansen could be very good as the team's closer. What I'm saying is I don't think any of that matters. Because the team is not going to be, in my eyes, on the cusp of winning anything that matters. So you should be building towards the future. And there's not enough pieces on this team right now that has me hopeful about the future. Yes, when it comes to building a bullpen, it should be about year to year. But right now, what do the Red Sox have on offense that gets you excited? Justin Turner might be very good next season. But the year after, he's probably going to be out of the sport of baseball. He doesn't have that much time left. The team should be looking at positional players to make a part of their future. It doesn't matter about next year. It's about the future. Look at the positional players. I mean, the only ones that are here to stay are the Japanese outfielder Yoshida, and we don't know what he's going to be in the major leagues, and Rafael Devers. Yes, you are going to have Rafael Devers for the next decade, but you need to build around him. You don't know what christian Casas is going to be be in the big leagues from year to year, you don't have a guaranteed guy in that lineup to build around Devers with I mean that just isn't there and that to me is the biggest crime at at the moment you look unprepared for what the team is going to be, it's like losing Xander Bogarts should not have been that unexpected because clearly you had no motives to keep Xander Bogarts at what he thought was going to be a reasonable number you should have had backup plans in place, and instead you lose Xander Bogarts, and then immediately, Trevor Story goes down with an injury, and is most likely probably not going to play a lot next season. When I was growing up, the Red Sox had a core that you cared about no matter what their record was. They had guys like Dustin Badroya, David Ortiz, Kevin Ukeles, Mike Lowell, guys that you knew were going to be there year in and year out, and they developed guys like John Lester, who became part of of that core. Right now, the Red Sox do not have a core. They have one player who they know is going to be there for the foreseeable future, but the rest of it is just a bunch of question marks. Think about how much better their offseason would look if they had kept Xander Bogarts, because then you would have Bogarts and you had Devers for the foreseeable future, and then you would be able to fill in these holes with these older players. But losing Xander Bogarts is massive because you lost one of the two key players of your core roster. If you had kept Xander Bogarts, it would have looked like you had a core of Bogarts endeavors. And that looks very good. Remember in 2013, the Red Sox made a few surprising signings. They brought in Mike Napoli. They brought in Johnny Gomes. They won the World Series that year. Shane Victorino was a big part of that team winning the World Series. But to go around with those type of players, you also had that core nucleus of Jacoby Ellsbury, Dustin Pedroia and John Lester. Now you're filling in the holes, but you don't have the core to build around. So now you're asking a whole lot out of Justin Turner. You're asking a whole lot out of these bullpen arms because you don't have that core. Let's talk about the guy who most Red Sox fans are mad at. Heim Bloom has become the figurehead for the Red Sox struggles. And my biggest problem with him is when he does get players right, he doesn't end up keeping them. Kyle is a perfect example. Many doubted that trade, including myself, because of the fact that Schwarber was injured at the time of the trade. But he ended up playing a crucial part in that team making the ALCS. So you had a victory lap. You picked the right player. And what do you do? You let Kyle Schwarber go to the Philadelphia Phillies, who in return went to the World Series this past season because Kyle Schwarber led the National League in home runs. Schwarber is the perfect type of player you should want to sign to a 3 or 4 year deal because he's not that old. He's a younger player. He's not a superstar player. He didn't get massive money. He got an affordable deal from the Philadelphia Phillies that the Boston Red Sox absolutely should have given him. Schwarber got 4 years and $79 million. This is a guy with 46 long balls last season for the Phillies. I think that. That's a good investment, and it's only a four-year deal. This is a guy who's a winner. He was on that Cubs team that won the World Series. He immediately goes to your team. They make the ALCS, and then he goes to the Philadelphia Phillies, and they go all the way to the World Series. That's a guy worth investing in. He's not just a rental. He was the perfect choice to be the heir apparent to J.D. Martinez, who is now gone. J.D. Martinez has aged out of the position of being your DH. Kyle Schwarber was would have been the perfect guy to fill in that slot. But again, you won with Kyle Schwarber and you let him walk for absolutely nothing. It makes absolutely no sense. Then you have outfielder Hunter Renfro, who in his lone season as a member of the Red Sox hits 30 homers, drives in 90, and in the offseason, what do you do? You don't keep him at an affordable number. You trade him to the Milwaukee Brewers in part for bringing back Jackie Bradley Jr., who was last last season, the worst offensive outfielder in all of baseball. It's not like Hunter Renfro was ever going to become a $100 million player. It's not like you're avoiding paying him a boatload of money. You just don't want to keep him more than a one-year. Bloom clearly thought of Kyle Schwarber and Hunter Renfro as rentals when he should have thought of them as long-term solutions. The team needs offense. Right now, there is no offense to go along with Rafael Devers. He is going to have to be otherworldly for the team to be any good. The Red Sox should still have Kyle Schwarber and Hunter Renfro in their lineup right now. These guys should have been part of the long-term future of the Boston Red Sox. And then we come to this season. Absolutely nothing went right for the Red Sox this year. They finished last in their division, except Heim Bloom signed a really good pitcher, Michael Walker, who I did not think was going to work out. He had injury issues, but Michael Waka at times was the ace of the Red Sox staff, so Bloom had clearly picked the right guy. He had a stellar season for the Boston Red Sox, and this offseason, there have been crickets when it comes to bringing Michael Wacha back to the Boston Red Sox. It seems like Bloom only wants to get these guys at an affordable number, and if that number gets any bigger whatsoever, he's done with them. I mean, look at the Red Sox rotation right now. Michael Waka is better than Corey Kluber. Michael Waka is better than James Paxton. But because he's less affordable than those guys, he's not on the Red Sox. And that's not the way you build a baseball team. The Red Sox cannot have a completely different roster from year to year. You need to build on something. The Red Sox had a great 2021, but they let those players walk and then they couldn't build on it. So they had a terrible 2022 baseball is the the type of sport where you build towards winning a World Series. You don't just automatically get there with a spark. I'm not saying that the Red Sox should give Michael Waka a four-year deal, but a two-year contract and a bit more money because he was very good for the team last year. Again, Michael Waka is still on the free agent market. It just doesn't seem like the Red Sox are going to bring him back. He's just another example of a guy who Bloom thought of as a rental, and I just don't understand that mentality. You're not the president of the Tampa Bay Rays. There is money to spend and you can spend it wisely. And these aren't huge overpays. Again, Kyle Schwarber got $80 million from the Philadelphia Phillies. He didn't even hit the $100 million mark. Hunter Renfro has still got an affordable deal. And Michael Waka is still a free agent so you could get him at a very good number. But instead you're moving on with Corey Kluber and James Paxton because because they're more affordable. That mentality is going to keep you at the bottom of your division. Yes, sometimes you're going to get it right. But my problem with bloom is once he gets it right, he lets the players walk anyway. So who cares that you won the Kyle Schwarber deal if you don't end up keeping Kyle Schwarber? Who cares if Hunter Renfro only had a good season? You didn't keep them long enough to build anything. They're not part of the next World Series winning Red Sox teams. So why do those deals matter? matter at all, even when Heim Bloom is right, he's been wrong. I mean, this is one way to look at it. Would you have rather the Red Sox have signed Trevor Storia, that ridiculous contract, or have kept both Kyle Schwarber and Hunter Renfro? I think the team would have been better if they kept those two players, signed Xander Bogarts long-term, and then you might be talking about a team that was on the cusp of going to the World Series. It's not that long ago. They went from first place to last place. That's what happened. It's because Heim Bloom let those two players walk away and didn't really replace them and instead decided he was going to replace his star shortstop who was already on the team. And let's talk more about Bogarts because the more the team talks about him going to the Padres, the more annoyed I get. Team President Sam Kennedy told WEI that the failure of the team was being too overenthusiastic about the player. No, the failure was was lying to your fans about him being a quote top priority when you clearly had no intention of keeping him for what he thought of was a reasonable contract here's what should have happened the Red Sox should have traded Xander Bogarts at the trade deadline instead they didn't want to do that because they knew that there would be media backlash towards that move, that they would be called sellers. Who cares what people think about you? If you do the right thing and you believe in it, I think some people would have been okay with you trading Xander Bogarts if you truly had no intention of keeping him. You need to be smart. I think all along the Red Sox knew a team like the Padres was just going to blow Bogarts away with a massive contract offer that they were never going to match. And I agree with them to a point. I don't want Xander Bogarts to be the shortstop of my team for the next decade. My problem is last offseason, you should have made a better offer to him a five, six, seven, eight year deal to keep him with the Red Sox but you didn't want to do that because you had him at an affordable number at some point you're the Boston Red Sox you need to overpay if you truly want someone and that's why I think the Red Sox never truly wanted to have Xander Bogarts on their team the next 5 6 or 7 years they wanted to move on from him but they were cowards and never wanted to say it publicly I don't buy this idea that he was their number one priority I don't buy this idea they wanted him to and his career as a Red Sox because clearly you didn't want that, or you would have made a more aggressive offer at the end of the day. When it comes to Boston sports fans, they grow attachment to these players. They watched Xander Bogarts play for a decade, they saw him be a crucial part of two World Series winning teams. He was a massive part of the 2018 team. That's another thing that's so shocking is how far away that 2018 team feels. While we were watching, some of us felt like we were watching a beginning of a dynasty. They had so many young players Betts, Bogarts, Devers. We were loaded. We were going to win World Series after World Series. And not even five years later, that group has been torn apart. They're all gone. Betts is with the Dodgers. Bogarts is with the Padres. Yes, you kept Rafael Devers, but is that the lone guy you wanted to have? Absolutely not. You wanted that core. That's the core that the team needed. And because you don't have that core, you're kind of a lost franchise right now. And part of the reason that fans are really mad is because they think what's going to happen is some of these players, let's use Tristan Casas for example, is going to become a MVP caliber player and you're just not going to want to pay him, so why should I grow attachment towards this player? That's why people are frustrated. They rooted for Xander Bogarts, they thought he was going to spend his entire career with the team and when he doesn't... That's when they're going to get upset. So now they believe you don't want to commit to anyone. Yes, you committed to Rafael Devers, but they all think you did it because you were forced to because there's nothing left to invest in. Baseball is about more than one player. Rafael Devers may become an MVP caliber player from year to year, but it's not going to be enough. And part of my issue is the Red Sox are not just in a bad spot talent-wise, I think the reputation of the team is in shambles at the moment. The other perception when it comes to the Red Sox, fair or not, is that owner John Henry is no longer interested in the team, that he also wants to own a football or basketball team, and the fans are letting him hear it. He's been booed twice recently at public events, the Winter Classic and Red Sox Winter Weekend. This is why I think John Henry is clueless. What should have happened is the story should have been that John Henry made a plea with Xander Bogarts to stay with the Boston Red Sox, that he offered him something like $200 million over the next 10 years and that the team should have kept their star shorts up because that's exactly what happened to the Yankees when the Yankees kept their star Aaron Judge. Hal Steinbrenner was called a hero by the media because the owner made a plea with the star player to do anything in his power to keep that player in that uniform. That's what the fans wanted from John Henry, because the perception is this guy doesn't care. So John Henry should have done something this offseason, signed Xander Bogart, to prove to the fan base: yes, I do care, and I know this is the guy you want, even if he has to overpay to do it. Sometimes you have to do things you don't want to do to make it seem like you're invested in your team. Instead, what they get is you complaining at Red Sox Winter Weekend, how expensive it is to run a baseball team fans do not want to hear a billionaire complain about owning a baseball team what they want for you is to do anything and everything to keep their star players in their team's uniforms that's what fans want and John Henry doesn't seem to get that after all these years is any man more hated I mean for a guy that's won four World Series titles it's kind of ridiculous and he does this to himself it's all self-inflicted he doesn't say the right things and he doesn't do the right things. He should have known I could get back in the good graces by giving them all what they want Xander Bogarts. It's a simple solution. It's what all the fans wanted. The booing at Red Sox winter weekend would never have happened if all he did was sign Xander Bogarts and it doesn't even mean that the team would turn around who cares if they're bad while they have Bogarts endeavors. You would have given them what they wanted. He doesn't do that, and that's what people want owners to do. Give the fans what they want. Right now, things look really bad for the team, but the team is notorious for going from first to last. That feels out of reach right now, though. I don't know how you look at the current roster and say that they are very good. You need young players like Brian breo and Tristan Casas to develop quickly and hope your older players stay healthy. It's like I just said about John Henry. What's interesting about what's happening with the Red Sox is it's all self-inflicted because they won't be transparent with the fan base as to what exactly is their plan for the future. It's because of that that they gave them hope that Bogarts was staying. People got upset. If you just traded him at the deadline like you should have, I think some people, including myself, would have respected that. Instead, they don't want to publicly say things to upset anyone, which ironically is what's upsetting people. You are saying the right thing things, but doing all of the wrong ones. And I think we all know how this might play out, that the Red Sox are going to have to fire Heim Bloom, and then they're going to have to hire a Dave Dombrowski-type figure to overspend again. There's going to be a market correction to what's happening with the Red Sox. Either that, or John Henry is going to end up selling the team. I could see either thing happening. I just don't see this happening year in and year out, where you're going to get booed at Red Sox winter weekend, the Red Sox need to make drastic changes to what's happening with that team, or this will end up happening again and again and again because the Red Sox have a loyal fan base that is going to make themselves heard. And I'll end on this teams are allowed to go through a rebuilding phase. My problem is how the Red Sox are trying to rebuild. Bringing in a bunch of mid 30 year olds is not my idea of rebuilding if you try. Truly want to rebuild, play all of your young players, develop a core. If the Red Sox do not have a core in the next two seasons, Heim Bloom will no longer be running the Boston Red Sox. And John Henry might not be the owner of the Boston Red Sox. Who knows how long this is going to go on? But we have reached peak fans' madness during Red Sox winter weekend. They are upset and they are letting the team hear about it, and the team can no longer exist ignore what's been going on the solution is simple give fans players they can care about and root for for years to come thanks for listening to this edition of head to head i'm cam mckinney and there'll be a new episode of the podcast every monday on apple Podcasts and spotify so please rate review and subscribe